everybody, welcome back to Q-Tips. We are the Video Store Junkies, and we are back once again to bring you a few streaming selections to watch over the weekend. And we're going to jump right into this, and I will hand it over to Paul. Oh, oh what a surprise. Okay, hey, wow. <laughs> um, thanks, Renee. Uh, so my first pick, it's a little hard to, to pin down. Is it is it a documentary? Well, it did win an Oscar for Best Documentary in 1971. Um, is it a sci-fi film? thriller well they kind of tried to market it that way uh is it a children's film well it's rated g and was on a double bill with uh willy wonka mm. um is it fiction well uh, <laughs> that's a good question it's the hellstrom chronicle from 1971 oh, wow. yeah it is it's it's a documentary sort of and yeah. and uh well it's it's presented in conjunction with dr dr hellstrom who who narrates it and he talks about how his you know he's he's lost friends and and lost positions and and so forth based on his radical theories and this is presented all like straight fact as can be mm. that basically the insects are going to take over the world and uh but dr helsman is played by lawrence Pres pressman who if when you listen to his voice and you see him he is a at this point now i mean Back then, he was a little lesser known, but he was he's a well-known character actor. In fact, he was like the head of the hospital on Doogie Howser. You'd recognize this guy. Mm -hmm. um, and But it's presented straight as could be, has absolutely gorgeous macro photography of, of insects. Beautiful. The, the, the photography on this is gorgeous. Um, I don't know if I'd really, you know, look to it for actual accurate scientific information but it's fascinating to watch the um just the the over-the-top language and from what i've understood that they were kind of like we're gonna our tongue is a little bit in cheek with this and we're gonna see what kind of things we can kind of slip through in terms of you know how outrageous we can make this um at times but and it has like when they have insects eating each other you hear like this crunching sound that makes it sound like it's real but you know it's not the actual the audio from it and the music is all like early 70s sort of sci-fi thriller horror music you know it's it's, it's just such a bizarre <laughs> bizarre thing but gorgeous to watch and then to make it even stranger two years after it came out frank herbert yes mr dune himself wrote a book called Hellstrom's Hive where Dr. Hellstrom from the Hellstrom Chronicle goes into, I think it's like Arizona or Oregon. I think it's Oregon and, and creates an underground, uh, uh, a little bit of spoilers for the book here, underground community of people based on social insects, but he mutates them and so forth. And the government agency comes after him. It's, I mean, we're talking weird shit. So anyway, um, and I actually first found out about that in uh, ninth grade when my friend Brian Orlov recommended it to me. He said, you got to read this book. It's really cool. Um, and so I did. And I didn't never made the connection until years later. But anyway, um, so that, oh, where's it playing, you ask? Oh, good question, because I'm just rambling on. Uh, it's playing on YouTube. That's pretty much the only place I could find it. Wow. But it's there. Uh, but it's well worth watching on YouTube. So it's the Hellstrom Chronicle from 1971 uh, from producer David Love Wolper. That's why he put it out on the double bell with a uh, Willy Wonka. And, and speaking of uh, bugs and chocolate, I'll pass this to Bill. Hey, well, I will answer the question about its uh, scientific veracity. It's a steaming pile of pony shit. That's what it is. It's, it is the most bogus crap imaginable. I remember when this came out and they had some... Like, the ad was a newsman who was kind of like doing Walter Cronkite and talking about 
long before we ever wipe ourselves out in nuclear holocaust, yeah. <laughs> uh, a smaller enemy will kill us. If you think this is science fiction, it is science fact. And then you get this absolute nonsense with a little bit of that vague, um, kind of kind of like progressive fascist, um, anti-individualist 1970s vibe. You know, that the problem with humans is that we be thinking too much, whereas insects are just all for the greater good. The greater good. And and that's why they're going to win. You know, it was like, kind of like vaguely, if only if only we could be more like insects, like communists or something. I don't know. It's, it's well, so you really cool. You really should read Hellstrom's Hive afterward, too. I should, I should. It's, Which is really it's, But fun. it does have great, great cinematography. And there's like a... Oh, I, it's I gorgeous. This, I showed this to my yeah. students, like one of my first years teaching, because I taught zoology. And there's, there's a scene where Dr. Hellstrom, to get back, you know, he, he like wipes out ant colonies with a garden hose. And it's in slow motion. And it's like a tsunami. <laughs> and, you know, but it, it's all no good because they're going to win in the end. Well, you know what? It's been what? How many years? How many years since then? Uh, you know, uh, ni- 1971. It's been. They're playing 50, the long game, Bill. It's been mm-hmm. 50 damn years. And um, other than the occasional water bug that still gets into my house, I don't think they're really. They're not doing all that great. Everything's fine. Um, okay. So let's see. So I'm doing a movie, and I realize I've already done it, but what the hell, I've already got all this stuff there, so I'm going to, and maybe I didn't say all this stuff before, but I'll bet I did. It'd be fun to compare the two. Yeah, just let me do this like four or five times, then have a special episode where it's just me recommending the same movie four (laughs) times, forgetting that I've already done it. That'd be amazing. Yeah, yeah, sad, sad. So I'm recommending from 1964, The Flesh Eaters. It's cool. Yeah, it's a cool, nifty little, surprisingly gory science fiction horror movie starring Martin Koslick, who is this really cool guy who looks like Joseph Go- Goebbels. Um, and that worked out great for him. Now, he escaped from Nazi Germany only to be typecast for the rest of his life as Nazi villains, specifically Joseph Goebbels, who he played like five or six times including in one of my favorite Hitler movies from 1962, Hitler. Well, not a lot of thought went into that one, but... And even better, it's Hitler with an exclamation point. It's not listed that way, but every poster I've ever seen from this movie has Hitler with an exclamation point, which seems really needless. Because how many times do you ever even say the word Hitler where it wouldn't be an exclamation Like, I mean, just the word. You know, if you're walking down the street and someone was to, you know, walk up and you say, Hitler... I mean, they're not going to just say it like Hitler. Like, Hitler! Like, they're calling you Hitler for some reason. Or, worse, like, behind you is Hitler. He's back. And, and you know, that would be cause for concerns. Of like, Hitler! Oh, my God, where? You know? I, I, I suppose, I suppose you know, there are times where you don't need the exclamation point. You know, you just you walk up to someone and like, Hitler? What was his deal? You know, okay, so maybe something like that. But for the most part, anyway, that's a really fun movie. And what's really cool is that one of the actors in it, besides Martin Kozlik, who plays, you guessed it, Joseph Goebbels, because he's so good at it. He really captures that sawed-off, club-footed little homunculus better than just about anybody. He's really, really good. But it also has the guy who played uh, Sergeant Schultz from, from Hogan's Heroes. 
and he's he's not playing he's not, yeah it's great it's it's just fun and richard basehart plays hitler as a real sexual pervert you know they could only say so much in 1962 but you get what's going on here there there's some funny stuff going on it's like yeah so that's a fun movie but i'm not recommending that one i'm recommending the flesh eaters where martin koslick plays a nazi villain on this desert island who is raising flesh eating microbes and uh yeah like flesh-eating plankton then a bunch of red shirts get marooned on this island and one by one they get picked off by this guy who is obviously evil he he looks like joseph goebbels he speaks like like a nazi villain and he's raising carnivorous plankton i mean what do you need this was written by arnold drake a comic book writer who co-created the doom patrol and the guardians of the galaxy with stan lee and also uh, co-created Dead Man with uh, Carmen Infantino. So he had some good stuff. It was directed by Jack Curtis, who I don't think directed another movie, which is surprising because this is really kind of nifty. Jack Curtis later went on to be a voice actor. He was the voice of Pops on Speed Racer. Oh, okay. And the movie is very well edited, and it turns out it was edited by Randy Metzger, who um, was, was a European director who made a lot of pretty classy softcore porn movies and then later on went you know because there's not a lot of money in that went on to just make porn movies which are generally regarded as the best of that genre i mean you know they're not going to win any awards but you know he was a good editor and yeah so yeah this is a really fun movie and it's just one of the, it keeps upping the ante you know You've got these flesh-eating microbes, which are just like scratches on the emulsion. You're like, eh, this is not going anywhere. But then, you know, hey, what would happen if someone was tricked into drinking them? Well, it's pretty goddamn awful. That's what happens. You get eaten from the inside out. Suddenly your guts are spilling out in glorious black and white cocoa. It looks good. And then there's like a scene where you can see through the guy, Ah, you know. And if you shoot them with electricity, which seems like an obvious thing, no, they just turn into a giant flesh-eating monster. So there's the climax of the movie. I mean, this thing just keeps on pumping it up. This would be a great double feature with Attack of the Crab Monsters. Mm -hmm. It's on, of course, it's on Tubi. It's probably on a bunch of things because I think it's slipped into the public domain and it'll always be on one of those 12,000 movies for 10 bucks CDs that you can buy. Um, But yeah, the Flesh Eaters from 1964 on Tubi. I raise a glass to Martin Koslick. Unlike a lot of the actors from Germany who fled, you know, the Nazis and then felt bad that they kept playing the Nazis, he seemed to really enjoy it. And why not? Because, you know, there's your chance to get back at him, right? Because you know, you know what happens to this guy in the end. I mean, do I need to tell you? He's a Nazi villain in a movie called The Flesh Eaters. Is there any chance he's going to get out of this without all of his flesh being eaten? No. And that's no spoiler alert. So I will throw this to Renee. Oh my gosh. Well, thanks, Bill. So my first recommendation is from 2005. So chances are you haven't seen this. Mm. And it's it's probably okay. Uh, <laughs> Uh-oh. Blowing <laughs> recommendation. Right. It's not terrible. But so I would say, okay, well, let me just first give you the, the right run down here the movie is called the cave so it's a group of biologists they discover these unexplored caves in romania and they think that there might be some undisturbed ecosystem with a new species so head down there 
with this amazing team, American Research, because obviously that is where the smartest uh, and most qualified researchers come from. Um, I'm thinking the smartest <laughs> ones come from whatever country uh, whose researchers said, no, this sounds like a really bad idea. I'm not going. <laughs> right. Oh, so they head down there and, and basically they do, they do discover a species Unfortunately, it is a carnivorous species that is um is is pretty much a little little superior to them. And this movie has oh my gosh, such a 2005 cast. It has Eddie Cibrian, Morris Chestnut, Daniel Day Kim, Lena Headey, Heady, uh, forgive me, I can never pronounce her name from Game of Thrones, Piper Paraboo, and Cole Hauser. Yeah, very, very 2005. So it is, it's no, it's no The Descent, but it's, it's not bad. You know, it's, it's watchable. And since The Descent is not currently on streaming, you should watch The Cave instead. <laughs> you can watch that on Tubi. <laughs> oh my gosh. So yeah, uh, that's my first recommendation. And I will pass this back over to Paul. Well, thank you, Renee. Um, speaking of things underground, uh, so my theme is actually social insects destroying the world in the 1970s. Um, so Bill could probably tell the title of this one. It's Phase Four. That's a Roman numeral. Oh, wow. Four. Yes. Not not to be confused with the 2002 Phase Four starring uh, Dean Cain and Brian Bosworth. Uh, oh. Completely unrelated movie. This is Phase Four from 1974. Uh, by director Saul Bass, and it stars uh, Nigel Davenport and Michael Murphy and Lynn Frederick. And basically, uh, it's very trippy. I saw this when I was a kid. I think it was some some night um, my parents were having like a bridge party or something, so I was upstairs watching TV and watched this and blew my little mind. Uh, basically, something happens to the ants in, I think it's Arizona, um, and they... They become super, super smart ants. And uh, basically, you've got these scientists who are trying to figure out what's going on with them because the ants build these giant tower structures. And, and then the scientists are trying to communicate them with them with, with math. And, and mm. they're battling the ants who, you know, invade the computers to short them out and, and, or, or build these giant reflectors to cook the, the, the geodesic dome that the scientists are in. It's really bizarre. So where, where can you watch this, you ask? Well, if you check uh, Just Watch or, or Real Good, it'll say, oh, you can watch it on Canopy with a K if, you're, if your library happens to subscribe to them. But if it doesn't, and you've got a Roku, you can search for the, the, <laughs> the app Movieland.tv. And I don't know how or why they're showing it, but you can go on Movie Land TV on Roku and watch it there as well. Um, so it is it is bizarre. It is apparently it, it if like the original ending was even trippier and more bizarre. Yes, than, you can see that on YouTube. Yeah, <laughs> and it, it's 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 it is a it's a weird movie. But like I said, when I was a kid, I was just like, whoa, just blew my mind. Again, lots of lots of macro photography of ants getting crushed by things and, and shorting oh out God. computers and 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 it's just very bizarre and and it's a 
you know, I don't know. It, Michael Murphy's always kind of fun, even though when he's this is one of his serious roles. Because even when he plays comedic roles, he plays them serious. But mm-hmm. uh, this is uh, this is a fun one. Um, so that's Phase Four with the new, Roman numeral four, 1974. Don't I can't really speak to the Dean Kane Brian Bosworth one. So, um, but speaking of speaking of ants taking over the world and and Dean Kane, I'll pass this to uh, Bill Mulligan. Okay, well, thank you. So, continuing with the theme of, um, I guess, Nazis, um, this, <laughs> you know, you know, no, who also was not a great guy in World War II, <laughs> Stalin. Stalin. Uh, he gets a lot of credit for, you know, turning on Hitler. Yeah, that was after two years of being best buds and basically, you know, rampaging through Europe and, you know, Finland or whatever, and just said, ah, they were they were two peas in a pod until one of them turned on the other, and then all of a sudden it's like, oh, this is awful, taking over the world. Yeah, yeah that guy got away with murder, literally. But the one thing you got to say about Stalin, he lived long enough to to basically, you know, reap the benefits of having, uh, you know, won in World War Two, and so they made a movie in in Russia called The Fall of Berlin, a two parter. And it is a 100%, it's a magnificently made color, really cool color, really well cast. I mean, everyone looks, Hitler looks more like Hitler than he did when he was Hitler. You know, they, they found someone who looks even more like Goebbels than, than Martin's Koslick, you know, which is a miracle to me. Uh, and they found a guy who looked so much like Stalin that at this, when the scene at the end of the movie where Stalin goes to Berlin and congratulates his sh- soldiers, which he never actually did, the real Stalin was in tears and was heard muttering, I should have done that. This guy plays Stalin brilliantly. Of course he did. He would have been lined up against the wall and shot at the premiere. That would have been, they would have gotten him up there on the screen and just shot him right there if he'd screwed it up. But no, he plays a great, and he plays the kind of Stalin that Stalin would really like. This guy was not caught unaware by Hitler. Oh, no, no, no. He knew it all along. And as soon as Hitler goes running in there, he and his generals are just running around like, what are we going to do? What are we going to do? We're going to lose the war. Stalin is just sitting there smoking his cigarette, calm, cool, collected, walks up to the map, muses about it for a second, takes another drag on his cigarette, and just says, here, 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 and here, and that's what we're going to do. And everyone just looks at him like, oh, my God, that will work. We will win in the next four years. <laughs> and that's the whole movie right there. It's just they cut between Hitler and the guy who's playing Hitler. He is swaying for the rafters. He is the most over-the-top. You know you know that downfall scene that we've seen a million times and been parodied? <laughs> that's him in every scene. He is just absolutely terrific. He is just mincing around there being crazy Adolf Hitler. And all the all the Nazis are just so stereotypical. Although the cool thing is, they really were like that. I mean, you know, every, you know, Martin Goering, Goering was a buffoon. Um, you know, Goering, uh, Goebbels was a homunculus. I mean, they were all just uh-huh. awful people, and they, and they were so easy to parody. And this movie does that and everything. Now you got to put up with the fact that it is celebrating one of history's greatest monsters. I mean, you know. It's he he Stalin was was an absolute monster, but here he is he is beloved by all, and why shouldn't they love him? Because he single handedly wins World War II. They have scenes where like you know he's there with Franklin Delano Roosevelt and and um, 
uh, you know, Winston Churchill. And these guys are like a couple of buffoons at the feet of the master who's just, you know, leading them along and telling them, and, and you know, just everything's going to be fine at the end of the movie is like, you know, I hope, God, I sure hope that we'll be able to have peace, this murdering bastard. So The Fall of Berlin, you can watch it on YouTube. No money will go to uh, to any of uh, his descendants. And, you know, take it with obvious, obvious tongue-in-cheek. This is propaganda like you can't believe. Although, listen, look, don't, don't get me wrong. America made propaganda. There's a short on there you can also watch called The Devil with Hitler. The Devil with Hitler. Check out this premise. Satan is afraid that he's going to lose his job to Hitler when he dies. <laughs> So he comes to Earth, he comes to Earth to make Hitler do one good deed so that he doesn't take over his job. Wow. Wow, is that amazing. And, and of course, the problem is Hitler won't do it. He's just a, he's just a total bastard. So he's got to be tricked into doing it. And, and, and then at the end, he goes to hell anyway, and they stick him in the ass with pitchforks. That's it, literally. He's chased off the screen. This thing has, like, high school play production values and the devils chase him off the scene with um with pitchforks and the guy turns to us and basically says oh that's just the beginning implying that you know he's about to have a pineapple shoved up his ass or something but you know we can't show that because it's 1942 and uh, the devils are played by guys who have horns that don't look anything like horns it's like they took some really small toilet paper rolls and glued them to the top of the head i cannot emphasize enough how damn cheap that movie is the Devil with Hitler. Man, propaganda's come a long way since then. But anyway, The Fall of Berlin, two parts. It's long. It's long, and you better, you know, you got to deal with the fact it's got a bunch of happy Soviets uh, you know, worshipping Stalin. But, you know, but for that, really well made. Really, really well done. I'm sure Stalin was happy, and that was pretty important, keeping him happy. And then go watch The Death of Stalin again, because, you know, I've already recommended it once, and it's still great, and it's just such a good palate cleanser after all this crap and i send this to renee well thank you so (laughs) so my next recommendation you know i i kind of waffle on it a little bit so Mm. yeah so this movie is from 2000 actually it's from 2022 and it is called freeze it Mm. in okay It's terrible. In 1905, on a rescue mission to the North Pole to retrieve an old friend and his lost expedition crew, Captain Mortimer gets more than he bargained for when his ship is frozen into an ice sheet and set upon by bloodthirsty fish creatures. Oh, I hate it when that happens. Yeah. Now, you know, I do love me a fish creature, though. So I thought, well, you know. Yeah. yeah. It sounds Yeah. And I will tell you, so it kind of reminded me a little bit of the terror. Um, it is a little That's bit of terror-esque. a yeah, right. It is a little bit of a slow burn, so to speak. Uh, a slow freeze freezer burn. <laughs> uh, uh. Mm. Uh-huh. Um, but so uh, I just really can't decide. It wasn't terrible. The the wardrobe was great. The acting actually was was good. Um, I, you know, there's just I think some bits in the story that were a little eh, but overall, you know, I think it I think it might be worth watching. They do they do say it's a little bit of a, a Lovecraftian uh, situation, which I have to be completely honest. I really am not good at picking up on that kind of thing. Um, so if if 
that's a thing that people like that might interest them in this movie. Uh, yeah. So, and also, but I mean, you, you know, you, you know, it's kind of sort of good cause it's on Tubi. Yeah. <laughs> so it's kind of sort of good. Yeah. So that's my somewhat reluctant recommendation. Does anybody have anything to uh, sing us out with? Bill, did you have something you prepared or wanted I don't to think sing? any of those I don't think any of the movies I recommended were much in the way. I, I think there was I think there was a song in the in the fall of Berlin about, you know, something about with due diligence we can increase our tractor production. You know, one of those one of those Soviet songs, you know, just uh I'll tell you so if you really want to fall down a rabbit hole, watch some North Korean movies. Mm. North Korean movies are making propaganda movies that would make, you know, the Soviet propaganda people go, come on, tone it down a little. This is highly unrealistic. But uh, yeah, there, there, there's something. Well, I I have, I've got something I I could do. Oh, okay. Um, Can't really do the the music from uh, the music from the Hellstrom Chronicle. No, I figure. So 1970s bugs. Why? It's the theme from the Bugaloos. <laughs> the bugaloos, the bugaloos, we're in the air and everywhere, flying high, flying loose, flying free as summer breeze. For the weekend of March 24th, Bill recommended The Flesh Eaters, available on Tubi, Pluto, and Plex, and The Fall of Berlin, available on YouTube. Paul recommended The Hellstrom Chronicles, available on YouTube, and Phase 4, available on Canopy. I recommended The Cave, available on Tubi, and Freeze, available on Tubi, Voodoo, and Freebie. The Bugaloos, the Bugaloos, we're climbing high and diving low through the sky, across the land, straight to you with the helping hand. There you go. Nice. Yeah, with Martha Ray. <laughs> I forgot to tell you the best part about Freeze. What? It's, it's the tagline, which I what know. I know that Bill loves taglines. Oh, yeah. It's not just the frost that bites. Oh. Ooh, is that, that tagline on the quality bites. of the movie? <laughs> Ooh. Oh, that's not good. No, that, that was very bad. <laughs>